Hi, and welcome to Beyond Breakthroughs, where we discuss everything related to business growth, spirituality, manifestation, and all things universal laws. I'm your host, Adele Tevlin, founder and creator of the CEO Blueprint, helping women create massive abundance in their life and business on their terms, free from burnout with absolutely no grinding over here. Let's get into today's episode. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I am sure you've all been waiting with bated breath for this episode because I left you kind of with a cliffhanger (laughs) last week, and I did that intentionally, actually. I did that intentionally because I wanted to see what opened up for people in needing to wait for an answer. And like I talked about last week in the podcast, to journal anything that opened up in waiting, in not knowing the answer, in um, in what you actually came up with for yourself about the answer to the common denominator of success. So that is what I'm doing right now is part two of the common denominator of success. Okay, so let's talk about this because this is a really... This has been a really huge week in a, a couple, two huge weeks in my business. I've had some major quantum leaps and I really took, <laughs> I really took the common denominator of success and I really kind of amplified it for myself. So when I take you through the answer today, I want you to also understand the power of that I have now embodied this in so many ways. So as I teach it and as I share about it, I'm coming from a more embodied place about it. Like we talked about last time, there's information, transformation, and embodiment. Embodiment is when you actually are walking it out. Embodiment is when you're living and being the work. And that is really what leadership, leadership should be. Leadership is about mastering something in your life that you teach and walking it out and being the work. And and I think that actually can create some a value conflict for people in their mind when they watch leaders who aren't being their word. And the idea here is that you want to make sure that you're leading by example. Okay, so I want to tell you that everything that I teach, I am I have walked out, I'm currently walking out, I am taking on I teach it from a place of embodiment. I don't just teach it from like, a, oh, that's a really cool concept that I intellectualized and now I'm going to teach it to you. I'm actually teaching it from like, I've done all the things that I, that I teach and I tell my participants to do. So where does this come from, the common denominator of success? One of my mentors a few years ago shared this speech with me. And it's a speech written by Albert E. N. Gray. Albert E. N. Gray, and the gray is spelled G-R-A-Y. We can even link this up in the show notes. You can actually Google this speech and it'll come up on the internet. And the speech is is coined the common denominator of success by Albert E. N. Gray. When my mentor gave me this years ago, I remember first reading the speech. The speech is about four or five pages long. I'm not going to take you through the whole speech today, but I'm going to highlight some really important things. My mentor at the time made me read the speech every day as one of the things that I would study. You know, I would study a lot of things from different books that I've talked about, The Science of Getting Rich, Think and Grow Rich, um, The Common Denominator of Success, uh, different quotes from The Course in Miracles. And it would have me really sink these ideas into my subconscious mind because whatever gets sunk into your subconscious mind becomes habitual. It becomes the way that you walk it out. It becomes the embodiment. 
So he had me read the speech. And I remember when I first read it, I was like, it kind of went over my head a little bit because I was at the level of awareness where I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that sounds pretty cool. But I didn't really understand it in the same way because I wasn't actually living out a lot of those principles. And when I finally, when I started to read it daily, and especially over the last few years, I stopped reading it there for a while because I had sort of studied it enough. And I pulled it out again recently because I was like very called to pull out this speech. I have this speech, like I'm holding it in my hand. It's five pages and I have it tucked away in my desk as something that I pull out to reference every now and then. And I'm going to take you through some of this speech because it is so powerful and so potent that its simplicity might be missed by people because they almost, people want to know what is the secret to success? And then it's almost like they're asking because they want to prove that they, well, their business is different or they can't do it because of this or Adele can do it because of that. But they don't actually understand that every human being has the power to tap into this common denominator. But we look for reasons why we can't. And this is the rub and you really want to pay attention. It's almost like we look for a reason to fail or an excuse not to do it so that we actually can save face in case we make a mistake and fall on our face and we get to blame it on something or somebody else. I'm going to say that again because it's so important. When people are like, what's the secret to whatever? It could be for success or weight loss or people are always looking for the, the, the quick fix, the secret. They don't understand that the secret's actually a confluence of things. It's like a combination of factors. It's like a habitual way of being. And people often are asking from the lens, and they do this subconsciously. They don't know they're doing this. They, from the lens of, let me see what Adele's doing or this person's doing to prove to myself that I actually don't have the right business or I don't have all the things it takes so that I don't even have to try because then I don't, won't have to fail and then I can save face and then I can blame it on somebody or some other circumstance so that I can be right about myself. Your brain should be going, poof, 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 poof. I was the same way. We are all designed to look for the reasons why we can't over the reasons why we can. We are all designed to compare ourselves to somebody else who we think has it easier than us, but we don't actually know that someone had it easier. In fact, I actually think the people that had it harder are the more, are more successful because they know how to persevere. So when I read you this, the reason I'm setting up this context so powerfully is because I want you to understand you have all the things required to be successful. And the common denominator of success is something that you can decide today. Notice the keyword decide today to take on. Okay, so let me give you a little bit of a backstory about who Albert E.N. Gray was and what this speech is about. So this speech that I'm going to be reading part of was delivered in 1940, and it was delivered to a group of insurance salesmen. But as we read this, it doesn't just apply to insurance salesmen. It doesn't just apply to anyone in sales. It applies to every human being alike. And he actually says that at the beginning of the speech. But I don't want that to be another veil under which you hide to say, oh, this doesn't apply to me. I want this to be something that you understand is applied to all human beings because we have the same essence. But the other thing that's really cool about the insurance industry that a lot of people don't know, because I've been in personal development for over 20 years now, is all the greats started off doing um, workshops in 
in insurance, like Zig Ziglar and Tony Robbins and Proctor, like they all had something to do with either network marketing or insurance. And the reason for that is because those businesses understood back early on before others did that personal development and mindset were so imperative for their business. Okay. So I'm going to read this a little bit and I will highlight some things that are important and I'm going to leave you with something to really think about. The common denominator of success is as timely and inspirational as it was when it was first delivered in 1940. Though it was written for life insurance professionals, its message is equally well suited to anyone in the sales profession or anyone in any field of endeavor who seeks success in their professional, personal, or spiritual lives. Several years ago, I was brought face to face with the very disturbing realization that I was trying to supervise and direct the efforts of a large number of men who were trying to achieve success without knowing myself what the secret of success really was. And that naturally brought me face to face with the further realization that regardless of what other knowledge I might have brought to my job, I was definitely lacking in the most important knowledge of all. Of course, like most of us, I had been brought up on the popular belief that the secret of success is hard work, but I had seen so many men work hard without succeeding, and so many men succeed without working hard, that I had become convinced that hard work was not the real secret, even though, in most cases, it might be one of the requirements. Now, let me pause here and say this. You're going to hear this speech through your own filter and belief system. So what you want to pay attention to is here. He's saying hard work must not be the secret because there are people that work hard and are successful and there are people that aren't work, don't work hard and are successful. But he's saying, but hard work is still a requirement. So you don't want to think like, oh, this is like I lie on the couch and eat bonbons and I don't have to do anything. (laughs) But it does also mean that it's kind of what I shared in one of my earlier podcasts when I was playing around with success gets to be easy. That it's actually does not about hard work alone because if it was about hard work alone, then people that worked at restaurants and people that worked at the gas station would be millionaires, you know, or teachers or educators. Like it's not just about hard work. So you want to hear this from the truth, not from the lens of the belief system. He goes on to say, and so I set out on a voyage of discovery, which carried me through biographies and autobiographies and all sorts of dissertations on success and the lives of successful men until I finally reached a point at which I realized that the secret I was trying to discover lay not only in what men did, but also in what made them do it. I realized further that the secret for which I was searching must not only apply to every definition of success, but since it must apply to everyone to whom it was offered, it must also apply to everyone who had ever been successful. In short, I was looking for the common denominator of success. So again, this is what I was talking about last week in the podcast where you look at the Michael Jordans, the Steve Jobs, the Warren Buffett, the Elon Musk, and also the Mother Teresa, the Jesus, the Buddha, the Gandhi, right? So no matter what endeavor they were successful in, this common denominator applies. And because that is what exactly what I was looking for, that is exactly what I found. But this common denominator of success is so big, so powerful, and so vitally important to lay your fu- to your future in mind that I am not going to make a speech about it. I'm just going to lay it on the line in words of one syllable, so simple that everyone can understand them. 
the common denominator of success, the secret of success of every man who has ever been successful lies in the fact that he formed the habit of doing things that failures don't like to do. He formed the habit of doing things that failures don't like to do. That, my friends, is the the common denominator of success. People that are successful, and it goes on and on, and I'm going to pull a few more things out, but I want to pause here because it's so profound. I want you to take out a pen and paper and write that down. The common denominator of success lies in the habit of, uh, sorry, lies in the fact that they form the habit of doing things that failures don't like to do. The people that don't succeed, they don't do it because they don't want to do it. They haven't formed the habit of doing things that they don't want to do. Now think about that for a second. Think about how many things in your life you don't want to do because it's hard or you don't feel like it or you say you're going to go to the gym and you don't because you don't feel like it. Or, you know, you, you say you want to grow your business, but you don't like to do sales calls. And what he's saying here is that these people, they form a habit of doing things that other people don't like to do. And they themselves, this is the quintessence, they themselves also don't like to do these things, but they do them anyway. And then here's where it gets interesting. Why do they do them anyway? They do them anyway because they have a strong and definite purpose. They have a strong why. They have a strong purpose. They have a strong desire to succeed. Their why and their purpose, this is where Napoleon Hill calls it the burning desire. This is connecting the dots across all these different things. They do the things that people don't, others don't like to do because they have a strong why. They have a strong purpose. Nobody likes to do prospecting and sales calls. And he talks about that later in the speech. Nobody likes to get up at 4 a.m. and practice drills in the, in the gym. But Kobe and, and Michael Jordan did. Nobody likes to get on a call with somebody who doesn't want to talk to them to possibly be rejected for a sales call. Like, nobody in humanity likes that stuff. But it's not about likes and dislikes. It's about, I'm committed to this because my why is so damn powerful that I will not be denied my success. He goes on at some point in this, po- in this, in this speech to say, and I have to find it here, but this was one of the lines I loved so much. Successful people like pleasing results or favor pleasing results. Unsuccessful people favor pleasing methods. And I'm going to say that again because it's so huge. Successful people like pleasing results or favor pleasing results. Unsuccessful people favor pleasing methods. So they want to feel good about the methods. They want to like how it's all going to feel throughout. Whereas people who are successful don't need to care about the methods, the how. They want to. They care about the result, the outcome. Right? So it's like if you want to have an amazing strong body, you have to move your body, you have to go to the gym, you have to move your body daily, you have to nourish your body with healthy foods. They might not feel like it or like it or dislike it, but the likes and dislikes don't count. The likes and dislikes don't come into into conversation because their commitment to their outcome supersedes their likes or dislikes in the moment. And that, my friends, is like 
one of the things that I have realized about myself when I think about how much success I've had over a life over the last let's say three four years like all the all the success I was building for 15 years but then the radical quantum leaps I've had over the last two to three years especially during the pandemic is because I started to really implore this common denominator of success I do things every day that I don't like to do (laughs) I do things whether I like it or don't like it because I'm so committed to the outcome my why is so strong My desire to serve on a greater level is so big that whether I feel like it or don't feel like it doesn't really come in, come to, come to bear. Like it doesn't really matter anymore. So you have to understand that it's about forming the habit of doing things that you don't like to do because the outcome supersedes your, your likes or dislikes in the moment. I think this lesson is honestly one of those that can be a catalyst for huge change for you you can start by doing this make a list of all the things in your life you like to do and the things you don't like to do and and then look at your desire your goal so let's say your outcome is to start to make more money in your business okay maybe it's like i want to start having five or six figure months or you know i want to have whatever it is that i want or i want to start to change how my body looks and feels or i want to attract the love relationship in my life It's the same common denominator, everybody. Don't get mixed up here. So you want to say, okay, so let's say my my, my goal is financial. Let's just use that one. You're like, okay, I want to start doing five-figure months consistently. Or I want to turn my annual income into a monthly income. Or I want to have a six-figure launch, okay? And you go, okay, here are all the things I need to do in order for that to happen. So you just objectively write down all the things required. So post on social media, create content, send emails to your list, you know, create an offer, share the offer every day on social media, partner with affiliates, do affiliate marketing. Like you make a list of all of the things that you, that you need to do in order to be successful in that arena. And then you want to divide that into the column of the things I like to do and the things I don't like to do. So maybe you love creating copy, okay? But, and you like creating the offer. You love to get creative about the offer and and what kind of courses you want to put out. You like to actually brainstorm about that. You, you actually like to do the affiliate marketing thing, but the thing you don't like to do is to show up every day on Instagram or or Facebook or wherever you go and share about your thing. But notice how the thing that you don't like to do is actually the thing that's the most important to do. Because if you don't share your thing on the social medias, how are people going to know? And the reason you don't want to do the thing is because you don't want to be seen and you don't want to be rejected and you don't want to have the fear of abandonment. And it all goes down to our core wounds and our core fears. And that's totally understandable. And I have those same feelings as well. But until I actually started showing up every day on social media, I wasn't building my engagement, I wasn't building my following, and I wasn't selling my courses to the same degree. So this is such a potent exercise because you can literally go, okay, here are all the things I need to do to be successful in this arena. Go to the gym, eat healthy food, take my supplements, move my body, you know, go to bed early. I like to do this, I don't like to do that. And then take a look at the column that says what you don't like to do. What if instead of saying this is I don't like to do, this is, the, this is what's going to make me be successful. Right here in what I don't like is the common denominator of success. 
And just shifting that perception a little bit, shifting the context, seeing that, oh, posting on social media every day is the thing that's going to make me be successful. This, this thing right here that I'm resisting will be the key to unlock the success that I want. I'm going to do that. If the thing I don't like to do is going to the gym or moving my body every day, but I know that that's the thing that's going to unlock my success in the arena of my body, then I need to start to implore doing that every day if I want to be successful. I have to form the habit. This is so important. So do this exercise and see what opens up for you and make the commitment that you're going to turn your whole mindset over here to, it's not about what I like or dislike. It's about my commitment to my desire. And that's up to you, right? You're the one that is committed to your desire. That's your responsibility to have it come into fruition. So remember the common denominator of success is forming the habit of doing things that failures don't like to do. Okay. And everybody can do that because all of us dislike pretty much the same things for the same reasons. It's all about a fear of rejection and a fear of abandonment. That's what it all boils down to. But if you can put that aside and go, look, I also have biologically and spiritually all the things I need to be successful. And if I can just move it away from likes and dislikes and move it to the context of my commitment and building a strong why and a definite purpose to move me towards my goal, that'll radically shift the context for you and it'll make it so much easier for you to do the things that you don't like to do. Okay, everybody, this was a meaty episode. I would listen to it two, three, four, five times, okay? And again, you know what to do. Follow me, share on social media. If you know anyone in your life who needs to hear this episode, feel free to share them, tag a friend, all the things. I love you guys. I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye for now. So listen, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And more than anything, what I really want you to know is that you can have whatever your heart desires simply because you exist. You're worthy of having it all. If you thought that today's episode was amazing, I would love for you to share and spread the love by tagging me on Instagram, sharing this episode, and making sure that you leave a five-star review. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes going forward. Have an amazing day.